So, <laughs> the other day I was rewatching um, Beauty and the Beast, uh, the original, the, well, I don't know what the original is, but the 1990s cartoon version. Uh, okay, that one. that's... Uh, Which, uh, I'm, I'm on a roll, don't interrupt. Okay. So, um, after I finished watching that one, I watched the live action version as well. That you did. Mm-hmm, that I did. Anyway, um, when I finished watching both of them, anyway... Something occurred to me that I've always believed, you know, it's that professionals are few and far between. There is an idea of a show, a working concept, a finished product. This is the beginning, perhaps of something great, but until we reach that goal, this is simply a big, bogus, Podcast. Mm-hmm. Once in a while, I get bored enough where I revisit movies I've already seen. Um, so that was uh, that was uh, one of the nights. Anyway, um, this this that you're listening to right now is. Uh, what's this called again? Wow. Oh, wow. Wow, 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 wow. Nah, 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 nah. I joke, I joke, I kid. Incredible. Um, me, I'm Mighty Blackwood. This is Big Bogus Podcast. And that, mm-hmm. that would have to be my conscience, wouldn't it? No, I've oh. told you to stop referring to me as that. Uh, all right, fine. My apologies. Uh, a proper introduction. He is my conscience. Say hello. A proper introduction is not a huge ask, but... You're right. Hello. Yep, you're right. Um... This is, uh, what is it, season eight, episode eight. Uh, today we're talking about uh, profession and... Vocation um, and profession. Right, that's the theme, let's go. So, for as long as I've known myself, I've always been of the mind that professionals, consummate professionals, that is, they are simply few and far between. I mean, no matter what industry, in industry no matter what industry you're, you're working in, um, it's going to be one of those episodes. Uh, not necessarily. Take a minute. You know, I don't need a minute. It's just some words are tongue twisters sometimes. Anyway, no matter what industry you're working in or you're looking at, there are bound to be um, just countless individuals that don't really, you know, either have a say or take their jobs too seriously. So when I say professionals, consummate professionals are few and far between, what I mean is that, you know, you might. Um, uh, do a good enough job, I guess, but when it comes down to it, if you can, you know, um, cut corners or clock out early, or I guess that would be kind of cutting corners, wouldn't it be? Um, or just, you know, just skate by and collect the paycheck. I mean, this kind of thing happens everywhere. So the main reason I bring this up is because, like I said, I was watching, rewatching Beauty and the Beast, um, first the cartoon version, then the live action version. And, you know, uh, after watching the live-action version directly after the cartoon version, well, a day in between, I realized something about these, uh, well, this story, um, and about the way it was put together that, you know, I, I won't soon forget. All right, so I guess the main issue at hand here that plays out in, you know, this story of Beauty and the Beast is that it's a very old story. Um, I don't know how old. I don't care to research how old it is. Mm, nice. 
But it is a very old story. It's an ancient story. Um, wow. Why it needs to be revisited now and again, I'll never know. Uh, the answer is it's property um, that's owned by a huge corporation, and they need to make money off of it, so they need to keep remaking it and remaking it for generations to come. Um, You'll never know, huh? So I guess I do know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. One mm-hmm. of those episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess. So when you have a tale like this that's old as time, <clears throat> um, I guess there's no harm in bringing it back again and again and again, especially when you're a huge corporation and you're going to exist forever, likely. And, you know, there are new generations that have never heard this tale. Um, it's, it's, it's a good idea to try to remake it and better it and whatnot. But I bring this story up for a reason. This tale? You know, for as long as it's been a story in popular culture, um, there's been time to refine the story and tell it in a better way. Figure out that core message and tell it in a better way. You know, put a little more sauce on it. But uh, that hasn't happened, has it? Because I'm watching this movie, and then after... I watched the cartoon version, and then I followed it up with the live-action version. The core of the story really stood out to me, and I realized something. And what did you realize? Uh, you know, it's well, I realized a lot, really and truly. I realized a lot. Okay. There's so much to talk about in this thing. Like, like for instance, um, in the cartoon version, th- there's a set of triplets that are way hotter than Belle, and there's a French maid that is way hotter than Belle. Um, but, you know, we're all supposed to believe that Belle is the hottest, the most beautiful creature, <laughs> the most beautiful girl, I guess, uh, in this town. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Let's not even get into that. And let's not even get into the fact that, you know, they're in, they're in France, but they're all speaking with English accents and shit. Um, um, and in the live action... Um, <laughs> All right, all right, all right. The point is, the professionals who made this movie, these movies, they really dropped the ball in the biggest way. But the biggest way they dropped it is that... No, 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 hear me, hear me. I don't believe Belle can be happy with the prince. All right, so first of all, let me say, the movie that should have been made as a remake of Beauty and the Beast is one um, that details the life of Belle after. Um... The Beast gets transformed into the Prince because there's a lot of drama there that's just rife. Um, yeah, I guess it's not rife. Uh, it's ripe? No, it's just, it's, it's, it's loaded. It's just there. Yeah, I guess. Uh, it's just there. There's a lot of drama there that is inherent and waiting to be told in a much better story than the original. All right? And they dropped the ball there. Um, so the reason I say this is because all right, and I've had this talk with someone, and I, I, I just have to stick to my guns on this. Belle, she's a troubled young woman. <laughs> Not that she causes trouble, I just mean that she's different. Um, so, you know, air quotes, troubled, whatever. Um, she has, like, zero interest in anyone in her town. Um, she has trauma. She lost her mother when she was young. Um, all she cares about is books, her father, and her giant fucking horse, Philippe. These are the only people and things that she loves, all right? Um, So, yeah, zero interest in even the best dude in town, the most qualified bachelor in town, Gaston, um, who wants to marry her bad, bad. But she doesn't care. So, for whatever reason, you know, I won't tell the whole story of Beauty and the Beast, but, you know, she ends up um, being captive by a fucking beast 
in a castle somewhere. And of course, she already hates men, <laughs> pretty much. She she wasn't even looking forward to marriage. She wanted um, she wanted to live in fantasy land, reading books all the time. And her idea of love was, you know, Prince Charming, um, finding the princess or whatever the fuck, or finding the girl. Um, but we have no idea during the telling of this story that she's even thinking about marriage. She just doesn't want to get married, especially to a dude like Gaston, a fucking dickhead. And as far as the story is painted, um, while we're getting to know her, the prince in the castle is a goddamn dickhead ten times worse than Gaston. He's a horrible creature. Horrible, horrible creature. And he gets transformed into the horrible kind of creature that he is on the inside. But now we get to see just how fucking horrible he is on the outside. For whatever reason, he's horrible, right? So he eventually holds Belle captive. And then... She develops a bad, bad case of Stockholm Syndrome and falls in love with a fucking beast because, you know, he saves her life when she tries to run away from him and then she saves him back because he's taking on like ten wolves by himself and he gets hurt. And then, you know, while she's trying to nurse him back to health, she falls in love with him because, you know, he's gentle to her now. Great. Cool. Whatever. Um, does this change the kind of character he has on the inside. I don't care if he was stuck in the castle for decades and decades. First of all, Belle is not decades and decades old, so this is an old man by now, um, physically speaking, anyway, um, even though he was enchanted. Cursed. He was cursed. All right, so he was cursed. Um, point is, this is fundamentally still the same dude that's waiting for someone to fall in love with him so he can reverse back to being a prince. Um, he's still the same fucking dickhead. Anyway, so he's nice to this chick and she falls for him and he falls for her because, you know, she's gorgeous or whatever the fuck. He hasn't seen a woman in decades. Um, and, you know, this young woman falls for him and then the spell is broken and he transforms back into the prince. I'm thinking now. What are you thinking? Why in the fuck? Mm -hmm. Right? Why would this troubled young woman suddenly have feelings for a prince when she went all the way in love with a goddamn beast who was a dick to her until she ran away? All right, so let us not get things confused here. Belle fell in love with the beast, all right? He was a fucking dickhead prince when he was in human form, so he got cursed and he was transformed into a beast. Um, he was a dickhead beast. <laughs> to his staff um, and to anyone who came by the castle, I suppose, because we know this because, you know, he kidnapped the girl's father, calling him a thief because he tried to pick a fucking rose. He, he, he didn't change fundamentally on the inside at all, even when he was a beast. He held the father captive and then, and then the daughter came by and rescued her father and switched places with him. And he held her fucking captive. For what reason? Because he's still a goddamn dickhead. Um... So then she tries to run away from him because he's such a fucking monster. After all, he hadn't changed. And then he goes for some reason and fucking captures her again. Probably because of selfish reasons. Because he wanted her to fall in love with him eventually. And so he could revert back to being a dickhead prince. Um, so, you know, he brings her back to the castle. Or she brings him back after he gets almost murdered by some wolves when he was trying to save her from the wolves. Um, and then, you know, she's nursing him back and they fall in love and whatever, whatever the fuck. So, who falls in love with a goddamn monster? A troubled young, well, a troubled and highly influential person. Stockholm Syndrome and all this, um, occurred. So, what I'm saying is that 
she, having had no interest in marrying anyone, um, you know, she's so troubled in the head that she's, you know, always in fantasy land with the books and blah, 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 blah. Um, the only one she really loves in her town is her her beast animal horse, the giant fucking horse Felipe, or Philippe, I mean. And then she loves her father. So what I'm saying is that, you know, she had to go over such a huge fucking hurdle to fall in love with a monster. You know, when she realized that, you know, there's something about this guy, I guess. Oh, he's not so bad, I guess. Um, she fell in love with his height, his hair, his horns, his his fucking weight, his everything, his monstrousness. <laughs> because she felt safe around him, I guess. Um, and then, you know, her love brings him back to life after he gets murdered by Gaston, pretty much. And then he's he's not the same person. So I'm wondering how the fuck, how does this story really end? All right, so clearly this woman doesn't care about, you know, looks and whatnot. Or else she would have been all gobsmacked by just the visage of Gaston. I don't know if visage is the right word. Anyway, um... Yeah, she doesn't care about looks and all that shit. She's looking for a character in a person, right? Great. But she does fall in love with a fucking, like, eight-foot-tall beast of a, a, a creature. Um, he doesn't look like the prince. He doesn't sound like the prince. And I guess they're both assholes right up until the point that he falls in love with her. But he's still fundamentally a dick um, to everyone except her. And accept his staff, I guess, after he gets transformed. But how long does that last for? You know what I'm saying? Now she goes from loving the beast to uh, kissing the prince. It's like, what What? What changed? What, they had the same eyes? That's horse shit. Um, is he suddenly, all of a sudden, re rehabilitated? That's fucking horse shit. So how does the story end? Mm, indeed. I, I mean, she did fall in love with a monster. And I'm thinking, that's all she was used to anyway. Monstrous dudes. Look at Gaston. Look at the way he treated her. But, you know, eventually, uh, when she figured out that she had no choice but to fall in love with somebody uh, because she was a captive. Oh, wow. No, for real. Um, survival and all that. Uh, she fell in love with the biggest, baddest, monstrous, most monstrous motherfucker in, in, in town. And uh, if, if the prince is nice, there's no hope for him. Wow, interesting spin. How do we end this? Belle is going to treat that prince like shit until he reverts into the no. dickhead that she fell in love with. She's going to be missing the beast for the rest of her fucking life. I guarantee you. That is the story that needs to be told <laughs> in Beauty and the Beast 2. There is an idea of a show. A working concept. A finished product. This is the beginning. Perhaps of something great. But until we reach that goal, this is... Simply a big bogus podcast. Yeah, man. Um, Belle is a troubled young woman, and the storytellers of this franchise, they really dropped the ball. Um, because she's a troubled young woman, she loves bad dudes, and she would eventually probably marry Gaston. Um, you know, and when, when, the, when the beast transformed into this soft dude, I guarantee you that shit ain't gonna work. She's gonna treat him like shit.
<laughs> He's going to become a monster again, I promise you.